BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a fabulous Thursday. I know I am because not only is it the Thursday, it is the final show before I come and join you in Florida. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. That and TRBC merch drop. I mean, what more could you want? Redheads merch drop this morning. Go and get yours. I'm wearing my third sweatshirt of the week. This is a really lovely number. It's ivory. I think in some of the pictures it looked a little more white, but it's like a creamy bone. And it has our little gorgeous scholastic logo on the left breast. And I'm just Mm. feeling so scholastic. I love a left breast logo, you know? You really do love to see it. So this collection is so sickening. And you'd be... It's vile. You'd be remiss, devastated, and heartbroken. If you didn't go check it out at shopmorningtoast.com, we have four sweatshirts. The other sweatshirt that I didn't wear this week is just the maroon crew neck, but in a different sweatshirt material because the last one was super thick. We launched it in like February. This is more of a light autumnal sweater. And then we have a gray long sleeve. We have mug. We have phone case we have hats uh, two hats and one large tote bag for all of your books so important that you have a tote in which to carry your books yes to and from the bookstore um well that's great congratulations on another fabulous launch over at trbc we're we're always rooting for you here at the toast thank you i definitely can feel the enthusiasm from corporate and Mm -hmm. it's really appreciated that's funny (laughs) Um, so yes, I am also, we're recording a little early today because I gotta go. My nieces, my nephews, they need me. Um, and I gotta go because I'm an auntie on the go, you know? You are. And also Bryce needs his Strice. Strice is here. Strice is coming with me. I'm like, I couldn't sleep last night. So excited to see the kids. Like the way I'm going to attack rolled is not even normal and honestly just say a prayer for Kayler because once I get within arm's reach like she's done she's She's done she'll never work in this town again the thing about rolls is that he is so looking forward to being attacked like he just wants action like you couldn't attack him hard enough like he says more and the thing is is that it wasn't until Olivia just gave birth that I really truly realized how like rolled is not a baby anymore like he could take it like I thought rolled was so small and then I saw a picture of him next to Olivia's new bebe and I'm like, oh, this kid is enormous. He can take whatever I throw at him. Like, I will be, when I say, tackling him. It's going to be a tackle to end all tackles. O.J. Simpson, uh, Tom Brady, they're going to not going to know what hit him. It's going to be such a big tackle. 
Okay, I will tell him to brace himself. No, when I first tell him, met... Tell him Auntie OJ's coming, okay? When I first met Olivia's baby, then I came home and I saw mine. And I was right. like, you're a grown man. No, and it's the way that Roald is the biggest child on the planet. I think... Like, he's eating good. Mama's mama's teat and then mama's puree. He's mama's eating good. Puree. He's still on his puree grind. He eats gourmet. He eats... Better and nicer than I do, like more balanced, of course, like more balanced meals. Of course. Just like gorgeous, gorgeous food. Though we, yeah, we, no, that makes sense. We do start our dates together with each having oatmeal. He has baby oatmeal. I have the grown oatmeal. No, like there are truly no words for how excited I am. Like the plane ride is going to be so long because you know when you're really looking forward to something, like the plane ride takes forever. Yeah. And let's me not forget, like the Streis brothers will be reunited and mm-hmm. nature will be healed. And Theo needs a trip, you know? He really, really has a lot going on. He needs a trip down south, you know? He needs to decompress. Bryce needs a friend. And last night, like, I was trying to tell him. I always tell him whenever something exciting's happened. I'm like, I promise you, adventure is coming. Like, mommy, and mommy never lies. That's the thing. Never. Never. So I know he knows that today something is in store, but he doesn't know what. I am a little bummed because I was like secretly hoping Olivia would keep them legs closed for a few more days um, because Spritz is throwing a Halloween party tomorrow in the city and like everyone's going and I'm like having a little FOMO like it's kind of annoying Um, and the toasters can go if you guys want there I think there are tickets still available just go to like the Spritz or the Hampton Water Instagram or there's a link on my Instagram too it's gonna be the party of the year honestly so I'm a little FOMO even though I didn't even have a costume and I was getting like Pittsville trying to come like I can only channel my creative energy for one costume per Halloween and I gave it to the toast coming October 31st of course no I think that that's for the best the party does look so much fun and I'm I jealous know. of everyone who gets to go speaking of Spritz and in my influencers chat People oh. were like, who's going? So like everyone's going. And it's like, it's my party. I'm spritzing. Like I'm not even going. And what if they do like a group costume without you? Shut up. Stop. Like, you know me, I'll die. <laughs> Speaking of spritz, yesterday I got something so exciting because when I did my Georgia meet and greet, I got the most mm. amazing gifts from the toasters who showed up. And I flew in and flew out. I didn't even bring a suitcase, a little one. I just brought a handbag so I couldn't take everything with me. So everything was shipped to me and I got the package yesterday. And like, I hadn't had a chance to like go through every gift. Some of them I hadn't even opened yet. And like, I was just so touched by everything that was sent. Like so many things that I already knew were coming that were cracking me up. So many people like got clothes for rolled or like made custom things. Oh, that's things. so sweet. Such cute stuff. I was going to do like a haul on my Instagram oh. story, which I still want to do. I just then put all the clothes in the laundry, so I'll have to wait. Um, but I was just like so touched and really beautiful, so sweet. thoughtful things that I will use. So many Ray Dunn mugs, like, of course. A Ray Dunn doggy bowl for Theo when he comes. By the way, not them thinking of rolled when like you won't even show them rolled. It's so sweet. They, and every time someone gives me something, they're like, we don't know what size to get because he's... Right, we don't even know what he looks like. Yeah, but he's like, uh, what he goes, whatever size of the month that he is, like pretty, it pretty much works. Or and I go say, up so that he can grow into stuff and I, it will last longer. But um, it's pretty on target, I would say. Let me try and help people visualize what rolled looks like, okay? First of all, sack of potatoes, if you need to know physique. Like, his body's just, like, filled with deliciousness. And then face, like, I just, I, I encourage you to, like, look up, you know, model child, model Gerber baby. That's the energy you get. Yeah. Everyone says he Perfection. looks like me. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, who's Zach? Don't know him. <laughs> Don't know him. I do see bits of Zach, but... 
in certain photos, actually, he looks really wine red, but like most of the day, he's really you. Yeah, he looks like his mommy. As he should. As he should. Me, him, and Bruno are twins. Um, we have a fab show. We also have TV recap. Yesterday, so much TV. New episode of Tell Me Lies and Salt Lake City, which I know you didn't watch, so I'll just touch on briefly. Great. And then part two of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion, which was electric. Yeah, it was really good. I watched one and two last night, and I was going to watch Tell Me Lies, but it was like 10 o'clock. Usually I go to sleep like around 11, but I was like, my eyes feel sleepy. I was like, embrace no, it. Go to sleep, bitch. The, so, the episode like was good, though. I'm finally. sure it like, was, but you know what? I, I'm... I'm excited to watch it when I don't have to watch it hastily. And I had such mm -hmm. a busy day yesterday. I had like hoped to get more TV done, but it just didn't happen. We recorded such a great episode yesterday for our Patreon. Um, we did. Of like me interviewing Claudia with general Q&A questions that you guys had for her. We did audio and video. It looks just like an episode of The Toast, super premium. And it's available at patreon.com slash The Toast. Yeah, there were some juicy tidbits in there. One, there was some Bravo too that I didn't feel comfortable saying on the True. main podcast about BravoCon. And then also we had a really in-depth discussion about the future of Girl With No Job, you know? Like, I thought it, it did get me thinking and a lot of the feedback I got was people begging not to change it. So like, I, I think I am going to stay where I'm at, but I would love to hear people's thoughts, honestly. Yeah, listen to the episode so you can understand like what we're trying to say or what I'm trying to say. I did see people were resistant, but I do think people are resistant to change, of course. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Okay. So that's a little bit about me. Um, shall we dive in? Dive in to the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Also, our last episode in front of these palm leaves. I just want to say, I'd, I'm not thrilled with where we landed with we that didn't intro. Land. Like, We're still flying the plane. It will come to okay. us. I'm not worried. I don't need to make a decision. I'm... I'm improv. No, but we haven't done the crunch in a few days. Like, I'm not, I'm not thrilled. Well, that's because, like, you didn't want to do the crunch because, it, like, you have to get up. No, but, like, I would do it. But, like, I just haven't felt like it needs, like, it's Well, the good news required. is starting tomorrow we'll be, we'll be at my place. I don't even have the crunch, so it's going to force us to be creative. To figure it out. Okay, good. We'll figure it out while we're together. That is a goal for the week. How about yeah, that? Yeah, like, have, when have we ever, like not had a creative idea like I'm not worried about us also quick um update on the show from yesterday just something that we had to issue a correction for Jackie and I were talking about Matthew Perry and we just kept saying how like really this man should write a memoir and it turns out the interview that he was doing was in promotion of his memoir which comes out November 1st so uh I blame Jackie for that one but we apologize nonetheless yeah no the, I'll take that one on the chin um if I did have to <laughs> assign blame I would blame the Daily Mail because I didn't want to read the People magazine article where it's like, we are sitting down with Matthew Perry. I'm like, I want the highlights, right. which mm -hmm. Daily Mail provided, but it wasn't in like the header that it was like in the- For the book. Maybe if I scrolled all the way down, which perhaps I should have, but those Daily Mail articles can be long. Anyways. Very lengthy. Suffice it to say, I apologize. My bad. That's okay. We all make mistakes. Now, let's move on to today's episode, which is sponsored by Land's End. If you guys ever have to work in an uncomfortable uniform, you know that it can really affect your day. Or if you're constantly being disappointed by cheap, pointless promo products at trade shows and events, 
You shouldn't just slap your logo on any old uniform. You can create an extension of your brand that's ready for anything with custom apparel from Lands End Business. So they're quality, comfort, and style that you can count on. They have the best-in-class customer care, so you can let Lands End handle the inventory while you run your business. So if you're looking to get fully customized clothes, accessories, promo products featuring your logo, your colors, you can elevate it with Lands End by their decades of experience. Since 1993, thousands of businesses businesses, excuse me, have relied on Lands End Business to outfit their employees. They offer timeless styles that fit every body type with the widest range of sizes that you'll find in branded apparel. You could see your logo in vivid colors on t-shirts, outerwear, hats, mugs, water bottles, and more. Hundreds of products perfect for any trade show, event, or holiday gifting. So their uniforms are anything but routine. Lands End Business is one of the online su- leader in online supplying of iconic uniforms for everyone from top financial institutions to major airlines to local mom and pop shops. Whether you're a carpet cleaner, mechanic, moving company, corner pizza shop, they have the uniform that you desire and all of your needs covered. It's so much more than the same old work polos. Their customized uniforms fit the way you work and keep your employees cool, dry, and comfortable. Their state-of-the-art design and stitching technology turns your logo into an instantly recognizable work of art, so there's no more fidgeting with an itchy work shirt. Their premium fabric and fit offer all-day comfort that keeps employees happy and confident. So they also have some of the best customer service in the business because you can get email, chat, and phone support from a customer service rep eager to help. Every business is treated like a VIP with Lens and Business, whether you have five employees or 500. Set up an online store where employees can order the items they need without worrying about inventory. And of course, we have a discount for you guys, and you can see why companies count on Lens and Business. Go to business.landsend.com slash toast. Use the promo code toast for 25% off your first product. That's business.landsend.com slash toast. Promo code toast for 25% off your first product. Today's episode is also sponsored by Liquid IV. With cooler weather, it makes it easy to miss signs of dehydration, like overheating or sweating, perspiration. So that means it's even more important to keep your body hydrated. Liquid IV fuels your well-being with easy ways to stay hydrated. In just one stick, you're getting five essential vitamins and hydrating two two times faster than with water alone. Whether you're preparing for the day, taking long-haul flights, going on vacation, whatever it is, Liquid IV is an essential addition to your routine, especially if you have trouble drinking lots of water, myself included. Um, it's so much smarter to like make good use of the water that you are drinking. Throw a Liquid IV in there. It's going to give you a huge boost to vitamins, but it's also going to hydrate you better than water alone. So if you're not always the best with remembering to drink X amount of water per day, Make sure you're drinking liquid IV when you do drink water because you'll be really happy that you did. There's so many benefits to being hydrated. For me, when I get dehydrated, I get really lethargic. I get fatigue. I get really bad migraines. And when I'm on top of my water schedule and I'm throwing liquid IV in there, I find that I have a huge decrease in those symptoms. So one stick of liquid IV into 16 ounces of water is going to hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It is three times the electrolytes of a traditional sports drink. So if you are suffering from a hangover, I can't speak from experience in letting you know that liquid IV is going to help you enormously. It's made with premium ingredients. It's also non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. They're also on a mission to change the world. So to date, Liquid IV has donated over 25 million servings in over 50 countries around the world. So you know that your purchase is helping someone in need. 
Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com slash toast. That's 15% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today at liquidiv.com slash toast. Also, major shout out. They have amazing flavors and they have so many different flavors. So whatever your palate is, you'll find a flavor that you like. They're really good. Juliana, I drink a lot of Liquid IV. Precisely. Okay, ready for our first story? The stories today, Mm -hmm. I would say, are unique. Love it. Love it for us. But first story, crazy. Lana Del Rey's camera's laptop containing new album and a manuscript for her book were stolen in a smash and grab. Lana Del Rey pleaded with fans not to listen to leaked music after some of her prized items were stolen in a California smash and grab. The New York native told fans that thieves took her backpack containing her computer, multiple hard drives, and a camcorder. Quote, a few months ago, I parked my car in Melrose Place, actually Melrose Avenue in LA, and I stepped away for a minute. And the one time I left my backpack inside my car, someone broke all the windows and took it. The singer was in the process of writing a book for publishing giant Simon & Schuster, but revealed the 200-page manuscript was among the stolen items, as well as a camcorder filled with irreplaceable family footage. Theo is upset about this story. 200 pages of a manuscript. Theo's tangled in the... (laughs) Thrice. Oh, sweet boy, thrice. Lana said, I had to remotely wipe the computer that had my 200-page book for Simon & Schuster, which I didn't have backed up on the cloud. And despite that, people are still able to remotely access my phone and leak our songs and personal photos. I love that book that I lost with all of my heart and put a lot of passion into it. This is fucking horrible. horrible. People are so disgusting. I, like, the depths that humanity will go to, like, it never ceases to amaze me. First of all... Anyone, not even a celebrity, just having like your car broken into and like your personal items stolen is such an invasion of privacy. Um, Obviously, we live in a world where like your phone, your laptop, it's your whole fucking life. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it's just the crime in L.A., New York, like it's so crazy. Uh, This it ain't right. And justice for Lana Del Rey. I'm sure she won't get any of this back. I'm sure photos will come out. Music will come out. And it's just horrible. And. I know people aren't going to feel bad because like she's like a rich celebrity, but like it's not right. No, it's not right. And these are things that are truly irreplaceable. She lost like old videos from her camcorder and terrible, like a book gone, 200 pages, a gone. book. Oh, my God. If I had like finished most of my manuscript and then lost it, I would be so fucking pissed. So that's so upsetting. And so she's asking her fans not to listen to anything that leaks. And of course, like I don't look at anything that leaks that's personal or private of either. Course. Um. And I, I think people should not do that. Fandoms are pretty good about like policing leaks. Like I'm obviously, you know, well into the Swifty fandom. And I believe some of the Midnight's tracks of leaks. But like people don't share it. Like if you wanted to find it, it's really fucking hard. Like they police that, those like tracks that get, that get out. And it's very admirable. That is. Speaking of, we really haven't talked about. I know. How are you feeling about tomorrow? One more Midnight. Actually, no, last no, night I, was last midnight without midnight. It's like, it's like tonight. Honestly, I feel like, I don't know what we're getting. Cause usually we'll get like two, three singles. We've gotten nothing. So like, I don't know, is she releasing a country album? Like I have literally no idea what to expect. I don't even know what genre it is. So it feels um, like there hasn't been that much promo. So I'm not, um, it's not like top of mind for me, even though like I will be listening to it first thing midnight I just like it hasn't really settled for me yet like that this is the reality you know yeah I feel like I'm I keep thinking about it because I keep doing things that require me to listen to an album and I'm like 
is midnight's out yet? This would be a good time. Yesterday, I made muffins for Olivia and Kaylor and Shapiro too. But um, so sweet. I really had Olivia and Kaylor in mind. And of I could course. have been listening to Midnight's. But no, I was one day too early. No, I know. It's like, just give us the album. I have had enough with these wait times. Like, and these videos. Like, I know. It's like enough. If you, We haven't even gotten a single. Like I thought we would for sure last week have gotten a single. I know you saw that she posted like her planner. Yes. With the what's dropping and there's going to be like yeah. a challenge. A music video. A TikTok challenge. Oh, did it I didn't said see like that. the title of the song challenge. There's also a music video for anti-hero. Anti-hero? Um, and yes, that's us. Literally anti-heroes. New favorite song. New anthem. 100% new anthem. It's the anti-anthem. I'm so excited. Um, but again, it's just like hard to get excited. Like, give me some, like, I, I like, great. You're telling me the schedule of what you're going to do. The album that you're going to release. I need it. I can't get excited until it's here. Honestly. I agree. And the, I think the promotion has been just like kind of weird with like her in front. Oh, I disagree. I think like she's done a good job. These, like videos. But, and is she always wearing the same outfit in every video? No. It looks like she is. They all look the every same. Every video is like full of different clues. Interesting. Um, I very much enjoyed the Red Taylors version era. Like I've been still in it since it came out. Like I listened to it this weekend. So I will miss that. I'm ready for a new era. I'm ready for new music. But again, it's so hard to get excited about something I know nothing about. Agreed. Though it is red season right now. I know, but like the vibe that I get is that it's not going to be like autumn girl vibes. See, that's the I thing. think like that it is. Most artists, with most artists, you're getting an album, you know, like the vibe is going to be like pop. Of you course. know, it's going to be rap, you know, country. With Miss Taylor, like we could get anything. I know. I think based on the vibe and also like her career and where she's going, I think it's going to be like autumnal vibes. I think it's going to be a little less moody than folklore and evermore, but a little less pop than red, say. I agree, by the way, with that And assessment. I think her hair is indicating that it's not far from the red era. That's a, the hair is a great indicator of what's to come. So that's my theory. We'll, okay. we'll have a listening party at midnight at my place. With the 100%. Brothers. I'll meet, Jackie, I'll meet you at midnight. <laughs> okay, ready for our next story? But like not if you're going to be like a negative naysayer like you sometimes are, you know? When it comes to Taylor. Not about her music. Okay. I've never been because it's, what could I say? I could lie. No, sure, I could lie. Talent is talent. Talent is talent. Even the things that people don't like. Are you ready for our next story? Yes, ma'am. Some surprising news I want to get your thoughts on. The movie Rust will resume production, but not in New Mexico. Rust, the movie that was supposed to star Alec Baldwin before he killed someone on set, um, will resume production in January, more than a year after cinematographer Helena Hutchins was shot and killed on set. But the production will not return to New Mexico, where a criminal investigation and state workplace safety proceedings remain unresolved. The production is still looking for a new location, but California is a possibility. The production company announced a settlement on October 5th with Matthew Hutchins, the widower of the cinematographer, under the agreement that production will be able to resume after a 15-month hiatus. Matthew Hutchins said in a statement that completing the film would be a way to pay tribute to Helena's final work. Some of the People who are working on the set are looking forward to finishing the project and also then submitting Helena's work for uh, nominations for cinematography. Mm-hmm. Others who worked on the movie like want nothing to do with it anymore at this point. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say this is weird until 
it's clear that's what her family wants. So I think they should respect what her family's wishes are. But I can't imagine, first of all, that this is like a movie that absolutely has to be made. It's not um, like I like. I just feel like we need to let this whole thing end. Like it's a terrible chapter, but it's what her family wants. It's what her husband wants. So we just have to respect it. But um, I think it's weird. I think it's weird too. I mean, he did settle with the production company. So maybe like part of the settlement is like, don't, we'll give you whatever sum of money, but like don't stand in the way of us finishing this movie. Yeah, yeah. Who knows so how, much maybe movie, it's not- how much money has already gone into the movie. I think the bigger question is, is like, who wants to see this? Who's going to watch us? nary a soul could you think of anything else while watching it no i mean i didn't think really anyone was gonna see an indie alec baldwin film before this and now after i can't imagine anyone is gonna want to watch it's too upsetting yeah so i found that surprising news of the day i find that surprising too like i I, honestly it didn't even the thought never popped into my mind like i wonder if they're gonna finish this movie like no the minute movie's done yeah I just assumed it would never. How can these people get back? Like they all witnessed something horrible. Like an innocent woman lose her life in something that was so easily avoidable. Aren't they traumatized? Like from working on any movie set, let alone the one where it happened. Yeah. This is really bizarre. Really bizarre. And like kind of sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking weird, man. Agreed. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. A little more filming news. Um, The Crown is coming out in a few days. Yes. Oh, we'll watch it together. Can't wait. And there are um, storylines that are circulating that are in the show this season that did not happen in real life. And Judi Dench is calling on Netflix to add a disclaimer to The Crown as fiction. She said this cannot go Not Judi Dench. Judi Dench. She, she published a letter in The Times on Wednesday to Netflix saying that they should add a disclaimer to the royal drama, which returns for its fifth season next month, advertising itself as a, quote, fictionalized drama. The closer the drama comes to our present times, the more freely it seems willing to blur the lines between historical accuracy and crude sensationalism. Given some of the wounding suggestions apparently contained in the new series that King Charles plotted for his mother to abdicate, for example, is one storyline that they put in that did not happen, or that he once suggested his mother's parenting was so deficient that she might have deserved a jail sentence— Dame Judi Dench said this is both cruelly unjust to the individuals and damaging to the institution they represent. No one is a greater believer in artistic freedom than I, but this cannot go unchallenged. Despite this week stating publicly that The Crown has always been a fictionalized drama, the program makers have resisted all calls for them to carry a disclaimer at the start of each episode. She said the time has come for Netflix to reconsider for the sake of a family and a nation so recently bereaved as a mark of respect to a sovereign who served her people so dutifully for 70 years and to preserve their own reputation in the eyes of their British subscribers. Wait, this is so weird yeah. because it's been my understanding like that none, none of it was fictional thus far. Like I thought it was a, a, as accurate of a retelling as we're ever going to get. It's my understanding that it's mostly a retelling, but that they do take creative license. And I think that even though it should be sort of inverted because the people are still alive today who they're now talking about, I think like when the history books have been written about something from almost a hundred years ago, they're able to tell that story really easily. But I feel like 
in modern day, like the history hasn't been written. So they're kind of throwing their hat in the ring. Like, how about this version of events? And they keep saying like- What the fuck do they know? They keep saying we always tell, like we never have said that this is a true story, but like you're working with real people. These people are still alive, like, and it impacts their, and it's such an influential show. I don't know that they need a disclaimer. Obviously they can do whatever they want. I'm saying as a viewer, like I don't like this. Like I would rather it be true. I want the truth. I want the truth. Duh. No, I'm like disappointed by this. I'm like, wait, has everything, I didn't even realize up until this point that it was considered a fictional retelling of history. Like I just thought it was like, they're doing their best to find out what happened and I'm trusting them to do that. Like that's what I thought the whole time. Well, the thing is I read a lot of historical fiction books and they are fiction, even though they're based on real people. Cause it's like, they don't know the conversations that happened. We're, we're writing those in. We don't know what people were thinking. We're going to put our two cents in there. So it has right. to be considered a bit of fiction because it's like obviously not exactly what happened. But if you're having whole ass storylines that didn't happen, there that's different. And it's annoying. Yeah. There's enough no, and there. It's, really, it's so recent that like it's it's touchy. It's, and these people are still alive. Like Charles is king now. And like, uh, there's, right. I think there's a lot of reasons to dislike Charles, but I don't want a fake one to be the reason why I dislike him. No, same. I only like to dislike people based on shit they actually did, not shit they didn't do. Right. So. No, I don't like this at all. Like this, this is murky for me. I don't even think like a disclaimer would change anything, you know, because this show really influences how people see the crown. And I can say that because it's yep. influenced, it made me interested in the royal family same. to begin with. And so I don't like even knowing that it's fictionalized, like doesn't change like how you leave feeling the show and like who you love and and who you don't agree. And I just don't, I wish they would just stick to the facts. No, this sucks. Sucks. And good on Judy Dench for standing up for what she believes in. We love a scrupled, a scrupled day. And it's like, if the Royal, the Royal family would never address the, the show, they, don't publicly address it. And I think that's fine. It's like, who could speak out to Netflix and the show producers that would make people listen? Dame Judi Dench. Yeah. So. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Elton John. David you Beckham. Know, I saw TikTok. Yeah. I saw TikTok. People were like legitimately quaking because they found out. Do you know where Elton John lives? No. Atlanta. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like. Yeah. People would like, they were like, I literally thought he lived in a castle in, you know, Cheshire. Of course. Or Los Angeles. But now he lives not, I would never even think he lives in LA. Like to me, he's so London. I'm like, he definitely lives in Big Ben. Like, that's so funny. No, he lives in Atlanta. Maybe a castle in Atlanta. For sure. I'm sure. A palace. I I thought I saw him at the Spritz meet and greet. I saw him too, by the way. Yeah. He sent something in the box. It was really sweet. Yeah. And he came up to you and he said, hey, Jax. I'm still standing better than I ever did. I can't think of that song without thinking of Michaela now because that's like the the Shapiro family's favorite performance from that movie. Sing. Sing. Sing one. The gorilla who's voiced by Taron Edgerton, a true talent. He goes, I'm still standing better. And he really defies his family because he comes from a, a criminal family and he doesn't go into the family business. He pursues his dreams. You'd love to see it. Also, Taron Egerton, who also played Elton. Played, yeah. Full circle. I love that, yeah, that that character arc of like going from playing a gorilla to playing Elton John. Back to Goals. playing a gorilla. <laughs> right. Sing to. 
Anyways, this is just a fun reminder that the crown is coming out and that we shouldn't, I know. that we sh- now have to take it with a grain of salt and all this time we needed to take it with a grain of salt. And Dominic West is playing Prince Charles, which I was really, really against. I did recently see the Downton Abbey movie where he plays, you know, someone from like, that Fox. era who lives in who lives in who's living in London and I do think it was like a good way to digest um Dominic West as a character in that sort of environment because it didn't bother me that much I actually loved his character um so I'm I'm looking forward to it even though this definitely makes me question I'm questioning every plot yeah every episode. which I didn't want to have to you know, Google will no, be I on high alert either. after this. Yes. So annoying. So annoying. Someone should already have the article written up of like, this is what is true from this season. This is not. Yes. Free yes. idea. Clickbait. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. You know, it's um, happy anniversary to news to a Hollywood couple that is longstanding. Justin Timberlake okay. praises Jessica Biel on their 10 year anniversary. I'm so suspicious of him. Like I know. Well, he wants to be with Jessica Biel until the end of time. The happy couple celebrated 10 years of marriage on Wednesday by posting a series of snaps from the last decade to Instagram. Quote, 10 years ain't enough, he said. You make me a better husband and father every day. I love you so much, you beautiful human. Run it back. Run it back. Um, I mean, I guess this like would be cute if it weren't for those New Orleans photos. Like For me, that's something I think about all the time. Like, him and Jessica Biel, like their story was like kind of like really cute until it wasn't because they just like got married and became so normal together, like have a normal family. Like they're really not thirsty anymore. Like they just are like a, a happy family until he went to New Orleans and worked on a project and was walking around town holding hands with some woman. And then like we never got any sort of follow up to that, you know, and now they're fine. Yeah, that's a good point. I had forgotten about that. I was just like thinking about the Britney I never forget. Stuff. Elephants never forget. No, the Britney stuff, like, okay, yeah, we watched all these documentaries where, like, Justin Timberlake is the villain of the early 2000s. But, like, I I am unique in the sense that, like, I believe in growth. And I, I want to believe that Justin Timberlake is, like, a dad now and wouldn't be, like, that prick that he was. Like, I, I believe people can change. Like, I don't think – I'm not going to assume the Justin Timberlake who broke up with Britney and then did the Janet thing is the Justin Timberlake he is mm-hmm. now. Like, I'm just not going to believe that. Um, But, like, two years ago, you were being weird – cheating on your wife like let's talk about that yeah okay so it's really not sweet I was just about to say how even though like we brag on Justin Timberlake like 10 years in Hollywood both A-list is like a that is an accomplishment but you know not without I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my perspective you know not without bumps and obstacles along the way yeah I like always forget that these two are married which is I guess like a good thing mm-hmm. um I just like forget about Jessica Biel in general, you know, like as a human being, I forget about her existence. Well, I think it might be by design. Yeah, no, I think like she's taken a a huge step back. I think she's like really passionate about motherhood and family and like that's awesome. So like sometimes I just forget. Yeah, I always forget about them because I don't subscribe to him or his work. Um, I hate him. Mr. Shoe energy that just. It's giving Mr. Shoe. I just, I have to protect my peace. I, nobody understands that better than me. Inner peace is so hard to come by. And once you do, you can't let anything infiltrate it. So sometimes we have to block Justin Timberlake on social media and that's okay. But I thought that I would celebrate this wonderful accomplishment today. I would come crawl out of my hole to heap praise on the, on this milestone for them. I'm happy for them. It's real nice. Real nice. Okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? 
Already? Already. Yeah. And it's not a story. It's um it's some fun a s- zodiac activities. Get the what is no. Here's your House of the Dragon character based on your zodiac oh. sign. Interested okay. yet? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. should I just go straight to yours and then I'll tell everyone else is theirs? Yeah, I'm a cancer. Yes. As a cancer, you are Viserys Targaryen. Of all the characters in House... I don't really feel like that's a good one at all, Me neither. Just actually. wait till you hear mine. Of all the characters in House of the Dragon, Viserys is a deeply sensitive heart and is loyal to his family, both of them being the Targaryens and the Hightowers. He's extremely focused on tradition. Eh, this sounding more and more like you. Although is willing to change things up when he names Rhaenyra his heir, he is compassionate, forgiving... Loving and loving, always eager to defend his family at all costs. Mm-hmm. Also, his no, desire sure. to see them all united as one house is an overwhelming motivation. For sure. I just feel like he's missing like the core. For me, at least when I, you know, talk to the other cancers at our monthly meetings, I feel like a cornerstone quality of being a cancer is like being able to dish it but not take it. You know, like that's what everyone like. That's really I think like how a lot of cancers identify like being really, really rough, but also like kind of soft on the inside. And I don't see that for Viserys at all. Like I wish he would have been more rough. Interesting. I think the way that they just described him describes you. Yes. But I think if we read all of, but that's just if we read all of the blurbs, we would identify with them. What's yours? You're a Sagittarius, correct? Hurtful, Scorpio. Wait, so, sorry, Scorpio. Scorpio. I get the S's confused. And I unfortunately am Otto Hightower. Oh, as Hand of the King, Otto Hightower is one of the most strategic characters in House of the Dragon. He is calculated and cunning, just like the Zodiac sign Scorpio. He is also unafraid to lurk in the shadows and keep his actions private. This gives him great power as he maneuvers for the throne. It's so sad. I'm so sorry that that happened. But I also I don't identify as a Scorpio. And I've said this even before they told me I was Otto Hightower. Like the way that people okay. describe Scorpios really is not me. How do people describe them? Like it, like passionate, crazy, like so like fiery and like fired up. And it's just like, that's not me. Not a, that's not you. I'm going to pull up a Scorpio description. Scorpios are extremely just- deep and emotional people and are intense in all things that they do. They're natural leaders and can be very serious. Okay, maybe. Uh, Scorpios are one of the most interesting signs because of their intensity. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like they're like fucking crazy. No, that's really like you're not any of the things that they just described. So I don't identify as Scorpio. Every time I say that, then someone says like, well, what's your moon rising? And I'm like, and this is where I have to exit the conversation. And this is where I have to go like back to reality. Um, But for everyone listening, I'll let you know which House of the Dragon character you are. If you're an Aries, you are. That's Ben. Damon. No wonder you love him so much. Yay. Taurus, that's Zach, Allison, Ty, Tyler, and Margo. And Margo. Margo is so Allison. Allison. Oh my God. Totally. Oh my God. Gemini. Okay, it does get. Actually, by the way, Viserys being a Cancer, knowing that Olivia Ashray is a Cancer, that makes sense. Yeah. Gemini. I, I'm just glad I'm not this one. Laris Strong. Who's but, that? Man. Ooh, yikes. Cancer, Viserys. Leo, Aemon Targaryen. Okay. Virgo, Sir Kristen Cole. Yikes. Yikes. Libra, Lucerys, Luke Valerian, the kid. How do you even know the kid yet? He's two. No, that's a stretch. Scorpio, Otto Hightower, Sagittarius, Aegon Targaryen. 
Capricorn, Jaceris, Jace, Valerian, Jace. the other kid, Aquarius, Princess Rhaenyra. That's Harry. Harry's an Aquarius. Oh my god, obsessed. And what what was the character? Rhaenyra. Such a Rhaenyra. Pisces, born natural born later. Pisces, Princess Rhaenys. Auntie, yet auntie. Queen. Queen. Queen, who never was. And that's our fifth and final piece of information that you needed to know today, I feel, considering, you know, it's a Thursday and we wanted to get into the TV recap. Oh, my God. Theo is hard. He's He's literally just standing there looking at me hard. He's ready for his weekend with Bryce. The fuck? What's going on? That's so weird. He's fired up. Oh, my God. It's like a little lipstick. I when, When dogs get hard, it freaks me out. He stopped saying that he's hard. Erect? Is Red that Rocket. Six to Midnight? <laughs> half Chub. Um, yeah, Half Chub. When you think of Half Chub, what do you think of? Three, two, Brody one. Jenner. Brody Jenner. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, show's not over yet because we still have a ton of TV recap. Let's dive into part two of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, which is sponsored by FrameBridge. The custom framing company, FrameBridge, will change your opinion on what true customization really is. They measure and handcraft each frame specifically for your piece, so you can FrameBridge just about anything. Selfies, game day jerseys, your anniversary dinner menu, a latest artistic masterpiece. Here's how it works. Go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. If you have a physical photo to frame, you can actually send it into them. They'll send you complimentary packaging so that you can safely mail it in, which is so nice. Then you'll preview your items in dozen of fr- dozens of frame styles, choose your favorite, or get free designer help. The experts at Framebridge custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece right to your door. Instead of paying hundreds at a framing store, Framebridge starts at $39 plus free shipping. You can order online or stop by a Framebridge store near you to work with a designer in person. Framebridge is so genius because they're really bringing the framing industry into the 21st century. I feel like framing is such an antiquated business and it's so expensive like for nothing um and the sheer fact that you can literally be on your phone and upload photos directly from your camera roll because some of the most photos I've ever taken are just on my iPhone so being able to frame those photos whether it's photos of myself my family Theo um a gorgeous artistic photo that I'm like damn this should get some Jackie O'Flow and like really be hung in an art gallery it's really sickening I know that you have like a framed photo of yourself in your closet that you just frame bridged right yes I do it's one of my most highly valuable pieces of art and I'm looking into framing another photo of myself maybe a photo that I took I need some new art on these walls and I'm obviously going to frame bridge because it's like that's why we live in the, the 21st century for products like Framebridge right. so that we don't have to go to the framer. We don't have to like haul these big things around because Framebridge does everything. It's fabulous. And you can frame your photos or send someone the perfect holiday gift at framebridge.com. That's F-R-A-M-E-B-R-I-D-G-E.com. Framebridge.com. Check it out. All right. Part two and part one of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills were really interesting to me because I feel like in a weird way it was really highlighting how toxic the Bravo fandom can be. Like the, the, the way that they spend so much time talking about like the death threats all of their kids got. Of course, the attacks on Jax. The way that all the women just like deal with this hate. It's so not normal. And I know they're like trying to get down to the bottom of like, you know, why it started and who threw who under the bus first. But like the way that they really need to address the viewers directly. Like remember when Bachelor Nation had to That's literally. That's what it was reminding me of. When like. Speak directly to the people watching and be like, you guys are not okay. Like 
to message anyone at this level, let alone their kids, for a TV show that you watch, like, you absolutely need to stop watching the show and you need to go outside and touch grass. Like, you're not okay. They need to do that because, like, and I don't even know if that Bachelor thing did anything. I don't know that it did, but I do think it helps the cast and the talent, like, feel supported by their network supported. and not just, like, they're being exploited for this TV show and then left to fend for themselves. I don't think it will really change anything other than the fact that now I feel like I'm more aware of it. I have more, like sympathy and compassion for the women like even the ones that I don't agree with it's like no one deserves that and if like that's where it's this discourse of even just like disagreeing with people if that's like the road that we're all headed down then uh, apparently we we can't even disagree because like that should never be happening I personally I don't think Diana bought those bots um I kind of don't either, but like who did? So they were saying like Rinna and Erica like really think it was like designed to come between the group and like it's some like other being like this big like and like an entity that's like trying to start stuff but like how do we know it's not just like a bunch of fucking losers making new accounts like going crazy and also like just regular crazy ass viewers trying to start shit within the women like thinking that they can saying leave diana alone it's like okay now i have garcelle against diana i'm gonna write here you know and like trying to influence the storyline because they don't have a life no, that's a good point too. Um, yeah, I don't disagree that like it doesn't feel right to just put it on Diana because like at the end of the day, all these women are mothers, and I don't think they would really ever like attack someone's child. Like I, I have and to everything that, that so, Diana said last night. Like if she was lying about and she did hire those bats, okay, then she's a true psychopath. I don't know her to be one yet, so I'm going to believe what she said. She is doing an investigation. She's putting all of her resources towards this. I have every reason to believe her. You know, even though like she's not perfect by any means and, you know, the stuff with trying to get her name penciled out of Jax's post, well, it's all like. Yeah, she was being like a little delusional. I don't think she did that. um, I don't. I I don't disagree. I think um, what was really pissing me off from last night's episode was Crystal continuing to say that's my truth. Your truth does not equal the truth. And I feel like that was just her, the way that she came up with to like get out of being caught telling all these lies. Yeah, no, I feel like this is an inflection point because my, someone saying that's my truth is a statement that we all tolerate and, and that we accept. And it's like, okay, that's how you experienced it. Like that's your truth. But seeing this happen in this way just like made me realize that that is not a thing. No, like there's, it's the, you can can have your feelings. That's my feeling, but your, and you can have your like perspective and how you experienced a thing, but whether or not this thing actually occurred, that's not up for debate. And like the word truth needs to be reinstated for things that are true, you know? So it was really interesting to like watch this all play out last night. I'm like, oh, this phrase of my truth is like, really problematic because like there's the truth and everything else is is important too your feelings and how you perceive things and how you experience things your but perception don't call yeah it any sort of truth when it's not no it's such a it's such a manipulation of words and for miss wordsmith over there she's uh and i think it's an she's big with the words. word that we shouldn't lose you know we've lost a lot of words we literally said like you know the phrase like i'm literally dead and i'm just like sitting dead, here not yeah. even laughing like God, yeah. I think the word yeah. truth needs to be reinstated as just the truth. Yeah, no, because it's 
And honestly, like I could see Kyle's like wheels just being like, what is going on in front of me? Because she really, they did call Crystal out like, because she made up this whole thing. But then on Watch Happens Live, she went and said that there was something else. There was something worse. But then Crystal admitted on the reunion that there wasn't like a thing. It was more of a tone. But then they're like, well, so what thing were you talking about on Watch Happens Live? Like she's just getting caught in this eye. She looks so bad. Yeah, she looks so bad. And it really, I'm glad that, I think it was Dorit who actually brought it back. And it was like, you started down this path because Garcelle's, Said that you were going to call Sutton out no matter what she said. And honestly, Crystal's whole, this whole situation she created does prove just that. It validates yeah. everything Garcelle was but, saying. Yeah, Crystal did not come off great in the first two parts. No. And Sutton, I felt really good that she got some sort of vindication from everyone for being Lisa Rinna's punching bag. And I didn't think Lisa Rinna was particularly genuine. I just don't think she's like a super genuine person. So it must have been nice just to like have all the women like be there to acknowledge like Lisa Rinna saying she was sorry. I did feel like when she was talking about the glue thing, it kind of pissed me off when Dorit, like I think Dorit was trying to embarrass Sutton when she was like can you explain like the glue thing so that all the women could like laugh at Sutton or her silly southern sayings and then I was like no you're just dumb yeah I feel like I didn't think she was trying to embarrass Sutton I feel like she was like just playing into like she was trying to make like like, a moment out of it yeah and like I didn't like that because like leave Sutton alone like I find myself extremely protective of Sutton I know and it's nice that all the women were there to witness Rena's apology but I'm sorry it's too little too late like no one had Sutton's back they allowed her to really be and I don't use this word except I don't use this word lightly. Bullied all season, bullied. and we all sat yeah. around. And it's been two seasons now, and everyone who comes in goes straight for Sutton, and no one st- has her back except for Garcelle. So, like, I don't. And then Garcelle gets in trouble for having right. her back. And then what happens is, is the viewers have Gar- have Sutton's back, and then the yes. women come around, and they also see yeah, it and 100%. like seeing something. I and we said this before. I think sometimes when you're in something, you can't see it. And I'm sure watching some of these situations might change how the women like saw mm-hmm. what they experienced. Um, so I think that helps too. But you weren't there when it counted and who cares now? Garcelle's story about Bill Cosby was crazy. crazy. I didn't know that. Now I really want to read her book. You should. I should. Um, and then what was the other thing? There was a lot. That, like the, oh, the book it thrown in the trash. Honestly. The book in the trash. As much as Rena and Erica are... Problematic. problematic I do admire their friendship they really have each other's backs but so why is it not a problem f- when they do it but like Sutton and Garcelle it's, it's a problem. not a problem for me I admire their friendship so much not a problem for me but it's yes it is a problem for the other women but just the fact that like Erica took, and then they're talking Erica about like a group all chat that they don't shit even about have. the recycling and it wasn't even her video yeah yeah but you know what I'm actually the I'm phone. sure for Erica getting shit about recycling is a welcome change and if all 100%. of her comments are about like her not recycling properly, she would prefer that to like her being a master con woman. A hundred percent widows and orphans. Yeah. Um, obviously, like we're all waiting with bated breath for Kathy. Personally, like I don't really like it's been good, but like I'm ready. I need Kathy. I wish they had brought her in at the end of last night's episode. Like I needed something. Yeah. Also, and Lisa like walking around like all I have to do is tell the truth. She's obviously like talking she's to so a producer, but she looks like she's talking to herself and going crazy. Yeah, she does. Um, I do. You think Rena will be back next season? So Ka- Ka- Kathy Hilton said on the red carpet she's like I will not return if it's the exact same cast the the guy asking the questions was like you're talking about Rena 
she was like, yeah, so she's she's withholding her. She doesn't need this job. So she's like, yeah, I'll come back if Rena's gone. But if not, I'm not going to come. Um, and I can't imagine that they would let Kathy go, not only because she's Kathy, but also because the fans adore her and they hate. Yeah. Rena. I also wonder if Garcelle's going to come back. Because I know it feels like she's like so damaged by the Jax yeah. thing and she like doesn't even care to get into it with all these other women because like it got too real for it's, her. It was she's so disturbed by what happened. It's like, OK, if my role on this show is causing this to my children, then like. It's it, not. No. Worth it. And I, I, I don't know if she Agreed. will come back. I know. Maybe if this she investigation like she, bears fruit and she can like know who did it. And there will be justice maybe then, but I don't know if she will. She does seem like checked out. Yeah, because like it's too real now. Like how we're going to talk about how you said this about this when like my kid, minor, is getting these death threats and is being harassed on his first day of school. Like I don't care what la 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 happened. Also, this should be a lesson to every single woman who comes on this show. Like it's fun to have your kids on for sure. Honestly, all your kids should be private on social media. You should not put them on the show, no matter how old they are, honestly, because nothing good comes of it. Like for real, like this should be a real lesson to everyone who is already on the show, who plans on joining these franchises. Like the fans are not okay. And this is what I feel like we're always saying about Bravo fans. Like there's a corner of the Bravo universe that's like so unhinged and it's really scary to put your kids in that. It really is. Yeah. The only thing you said, nothing good comes from it. But I think a lot of people have seen some good come from it from some of the kids. Like Gia. Gia. I mean, obviously, uh, like Amelia and Delilah. Gigi. And yeah. so I think that if that's what your kid wants to do, then it is a good platform for them. But like knowing what comes with it is you pay, you do pay a price. Of and course. so, but I think if you're just like showing your kid because your kid is cute and like we're just having a good time, I don't think it's worth being cast in, under the spotlight like that. I agree. And also, it's really I not agree. my favorite content, unless like it, unless it's no. Carlin. Like I'm, I'm okay. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, it's not my favorite content. Oh, speaking of Carlin, Salt Lake City Housewives is so bad. Uh, they finished up this turn trip that was supposed to be like a retreat for Jen. Jen goes to New York by herself to prepare for trial. Um, and all the other women just like lose their fucking minds. Like they just, they once again, like there's so much going on now. Whitney and Heather are at each other, uh, at each other's throats for the what dumbest reason. What does it start reason. with? Why are they at each other's throats? So Whitney brings up this rumor that she heard about Lisa Barlow. The rumor came from Angie. They were out to dinner with Why Angie. Why is everyone Heather, in Utah Whitney. named Angie? No, it's the same no, Angie. Like, there's been Angie last season. There's new Angie. Yeah. There's new Angie. The, the, she's like a new housewife. They had a party at her house. Oh, yeah. Is her name yeah, Angie? Yeah, and there were two Angies before her, I think. Oh, so I wonder what Angie they're talking about, actually. Now I don't know. Um, well... Whitney said that we were out to dinner with Angie, me and Heather, and she told us this rumor that Lisa Barlow gives blowjobs for courtside Utah jazz tickets. And Heather's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I do not know what, like that rumor. And so they're like fighting about whether or not Heather knows that rumor. And then I really was believing Heather that she didn't know that rumor until they like later in the night, she was like, if I hear something and choose to not register it or spread it or just ingest it, 
that's okay too. And like, that is totally okay. But so did you hear it or did you not, you know? Well, in her defense, one, I agree with her. If I hear something, I choose not to register, like that's okay. That's her prerogative. If she had said that she even heard the rumor and just acknowledged like, yes, that truly that she did, then it's like a real thing. It's, it it's gives, not just like yeah. one person made some shit up. It's like, oh, there's this rumor going around and multiple people have heard it. So I actually think by like not even saying that she heard it, it's a kindness. Yeah, no. And by the way, like I think Heather's just and trying I don't to work think on that a relationship with Lisa. That doesn't like, I'm not feeling like she lied. Like I feel like she's just no, and, being a good person. And so, but, but Whitney is taking it as like a huge betrayal. Like you throw your back on your family. Like Whitney's so not okay. She's so all over the place. Like these entire last three years, I like can never keep up with her. And a huge part of her storyline is like, now diving into her childhood trauma and like I'm really happy that she's going on this healing journey and I'm not trying to be mean but like I really don't care no I I know it's a hard line to walk and and it always surprised me what I do care about you know sometimes yeah like what people share something that they've never shared before and I'm like oh my gosh wow this is so compelling like Jackie Goldschneider going through treatment. Jackie Goldschneider Jackie I was gonna say but the then same sometimes thing sometimes people share something they've never shared before and are, are going through it and I'm like why are you doing this with cameras like and like, Talking I don't to, care, like, you, you know, people from your childhood who you haven't had this conversation with. And like, why am I there too? Her long lost siblings, like she has half siblings. Like that's why they're in Arizona. She actually goes and spends the day with them and they're lovely people. And they all are on this beautiful healing like, journey. And why I was could Claudia not Ashley there? Beats me. <laughs> And then in the most recent episode of Tell Me Lies, I won't spoil anything for you, but like, my God, it was so fucking infuriating to watch. But like, you really see the full... You know like, Should I take my headphones them? off and you could just talk to people? Because I don't even want to like be... Sure, sure, sure. Okay, I don't really have a lot to say to you guys, but like the sheer fact that like Stephen comes... Like he goes to visit... Ma he goes to visit Macy's like accident site and he realizes like he's literally responsible... And the one girl who knows he's responsible, uh, he's being mean too. So he like runs back and tells her that he loves her. And like, honestly, it's like so manipulative and sad when she's like on the floor of the, of the dorm room, like having a fucking panic attack. And he just comes back and tells her that he loves her. Like when he obviously doesn't. Um, also justice for Pippa. I never thought I would say that. Cause like, she's really been pissing me off, but like she's getting blamed for the letter and it wasn't her. And Wrigley broke up with her. And like, that was so sad. Even though like Wrigley, loves her and she doesn't even like him so like it's probably for the best but it did make me really sad because Wrigley ended up in the hospital and broke up with his girlfriend and it wasn't even Pippa's fault all right that's all I have to say Jax you're good but you can put your headphones Great. back on I think that was good because even if you were like it was so crazy he was so crazy I'd be like I'll be like waiting for the craziness the whole time yeah no no you're right you're right you're totally right oh take off also, though, no, no, because th it's totally like an innocuous storyline, but like one of the characters gets in like trouble with school, like for something they did on like okay. homework. And it honestly gave me like PTSD. Oh, I'm sure. That was the worst, like in college, like when you like almost got in like a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know? I need to know what happened, but. It's not important, like okay. for real. Cool. Um, so that is our show. I'm literally going to upload this episode and head to the airport. I'll see you soon, girly. Tell Rodini his auntie is coming I for him. I can't wait to see you. And tomorrow we'll be reunited in Florida with the Flamingos. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us morning Chelsea Five Star Review about a beautiful setting. It's where we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Don't forget. Bye guys. Redheads merch is live now. ShopMorningToast.com. And if this episode's ending but you need more content to get through the day, head over to Patreon.com. Slash the toast. We've got some premium content for you and more is on the way. Bye.